morning and welcome to this week's edition of Black Consumer News Headlines. It's Friday, December the 17th, and it's just over a week before Christmas. Have you finished shopping for all the good girls and good boys? No, I haven't. <laughs> Have you finished shopping at all? No, right? I haven't even started. You haven't so. even started. Um, I like shopping on January 1st, actually, every year for the real sales, even though you have to go to the store that doesn't stop the show for getting the bang for your buck and with inflation these days the buck is rather shaky so yeah i'm the january first girl over here but 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 like a lot of people you know saturday is going to be the big shopping day and we'll talk more about that Uh, According to the annual survey released earlier this week by the National Retail Federation, more than 148 million consumers plan to shop in-store and online the last Saturday before Christmas. That's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Already here. Thank you for telling me because I I don't want nothing to do with that. (laughs) You don't want anything to do with it. Hey, and another thing is around the corner. The new year, 2022, is right here Last year. Yeah, that, yeah it's, it's just a few more, a couple more weeks, and it will be over for us. And it'll be in the rearview mirror, and we will look back and say, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very surreal, it's a very surreal year, and it, a lot of impact and a lot of different things going on in the world. And seems like, you know, since 2019, everything has been kind of surreal these days. Yeah. And we'll be talking more about that as well. We also have a guest um, that's going to be in the studio with us um, this morning, uh, Miss Pamela Reed. Uh, she's the lead strategic consumer, I'm sorry, community-based outreach to minority-owned and underserved small businesses at ULR, ASBDC. And uh, she's going to talk to us more about what that acronym actually means. It's a long one, and she's going to talk to us more about that. I'm your host, Angel Burt. I am BCN's chief creative officer and co-producer of this show. And as always, BCN's executive editor, publisher, political business, and financial reporter, Wesley Brown, is here with us. Good morning, Wes. Good morning. And um, thank you. And, and how has your week been going so far? Uh, pretty good. Pretty uh, busy. Just trying to get to the got a lot of year end stuff uh, working on for uh, the Daily Record and Black Consumer News, of course. Yes. And uh, uh, so just trying to get those year end uh, things finished up so we can begin 2022 strong smooth, smooth stride in just glide right on mm-hmm. in there like like the year has seamless never transition seamless transition you know what i like that a lot okay Seem- yeah because you know it seems like everything is going really fast right now i think mm-hmm. i think that is the case for everybody um shopping trying to finish things up at work thinking about taking off doing this doing that and mm-hmm. so yeah it's a fast pace but um, next week things maybe will calm down going into the new year and People will start reflecting on all that new stuff they want to do for the new year. So, mm-hmm. and I'll probably one of them. But as always, uh, we are going to start and talk about a lot of the recent news on um, the uh, BCN headlines, the national level, and we want to look at the Biden administration, uh, how it will end uh, a very difficult year, Wes, after taking over the White House. Uh, in January. Yeah, it seems like people are already talking about, you know, uh, you know, 
how uh, you know the the next election, presidential election is not until twenty twenty four, but they're already you know d- doing polls and surveys about their chances for winning. And in political years, three yeah. years is a long, long time. The economy could turn around completely. You could have so many things. You could have another pandemic. Uh, who who would have thought two years ago that we would be where we are in terms of a pandemic? So, so in political years, your fortunes can change overnight. Sure. And do you think that's the case? Because like I said before, there's a lot of things been going on in our world in the good old US of A. And it seems like, you know, people, uh, especially in the political arena and in national news arena, uh, those predictions may become uh, more apparent or talked about because there is so many things going on and there's a lot of money flowing out there too. Yeah, and I mean, I think when you look at the political a strategy. And the the main thing is that the two parties are so apart. You don't see much compromise anymore. Uh, Biden's Build Back Better plan is still uh, being considered. Uh, he just announced yesterday. President Biden announced yesterday that obviously that bill won't get done this year. Uh, he did. He was able to get his uh, infrastructure bill across the finish line. Uh, and that money will we'll talk about a little bit later. That money has already started flowing or will begin to start flowing into Arkansas in early 2002. Uh, but the Build Back Better plan is even more money uh, that, that will be influxed into black communities and mm-hmm. all across America. But but the Republican parties are really pushing back against that. And, and I want to talk about how we're going to find find this balance. You've got an influx of infrastructure monies and uh, uh, better, you know, building better, back better <laughs> monies that are coming, but yet inflation is still rising. So I want to talk later on about yeah, how, like to, that, how yeah. that all works. That's, that's a work. part of my predictions for <laughs> 2022. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be talking about those as well. So, oh, uh, the weather outside is frightening. Yes. Yeah. President Joe Biden took a trip to Kentucky this week where he promised to help the state rebuild after more than 75 died and 100 people are still missing during last week's um, tornadoes that uh, that came through Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was right on top of us and went straight through. Um, So before leaving on his trip, Biden said uh, he will ask the EPA administrator, uh, Michael Reagan, uh, to begin a study to see if the climate change is causing the weather that is leading um, to tornadoes in the winter and other new phenomenons in the weather. I'm in the weather. Uh, Why is it happening? Is it the climate change? And and that's one of the things that uh, are are in the infrastructure bill, too, is climate change. Well, well. Well, people don't remember. We started the year with a freaky ice storm. Don't you remember that? At the mm-hmm. beginning of, of 2021, we started the year with an ice storm that, that shut down the state. And and really, uh, we almost, people don't know, our grid system almost came to, to was almost shut down. Some Texas. Grid, I was going to say, yeah, Texas so, shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, thank you for reminding and, us of that. And so... And a lot of people said that was because of climate change. And then you had floods in parts of the country during the summer months. And we've had strange weather all across, not just in the United States, not just in Arkansas, but all across the globe in places 
Uh, so you know, and people. So that study's going to be really important. Yeah, I, I, I think, but it's also uh, just as everything else in these days become political. Uh, there are people on one side who say there's climate change and there's nothing going on with climate change, and and climate change is just a a big fraud, and nobody's uh, uh, climate change is not a real thing. So, uh, but we know. I mean, I, I was a reporter in in Oklahoma. And uh, what's called Tornado Alley, and mm-hmm. and you know tornadoes used to be a spring phenomenon. Now we're getting tornadoes all through the year, so that's going to be interesting to see what that study does, and and when that study is complete, if anything will be done to, uh, you know, in terms of uh, of looking at some solutions to climate change, uh, the Build Back Better plan and the infrastructure plan also has some. You know, interesting things. You know, we're talking about building a electric electric system for electric cars and and getting rid of fossil fuels, which and pollution, uh, and all those things deal with climate change. So, this will be important, but I think it will also be a political issue too. And I think climate change uh, is something that just the ordinary person really never really thinks about. I mean, politically, I've never heard, you know, about climate change so much. Uh, And then when we see, when we talk about, uh, oh, wow, the weather's really weird, things are happening, I think people, um, all people, including myself, need to really take a look at how, you know, we are, are really living each and every day as far as thinking about how important our environment is to us. And I think if more people start thinking about it, then more solutions may, may come up or, or demanding, you know, research to find out really what's going on because it's it's a very strange, strange time that's going on with yeah, that Yeah, you know, and there's some strange things we don't talk about, you know, the how some of the, you know, the icebergs are melting, uh, uh, yeah. Some of some of the areas that are normally cold all year round are now getting warm seasons, and just changes in the weather's in different areas, like the tornadoes, of course. But also, you know, how not only it affects humans, but how does it affect the ocean? I mean, there's there's trash now. Uh, uh, there's plastic. a yeah, oh a, a place. It's almost like an island. There's so much plastic that comes in the ocean, and how it's affecting not just us. But affecting, and then you wildlife. Yeah, and then you're having, you know, we've had oil spills, several major oil spills, and how that affecting the wildlife, and 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 uh, so man's search for energy and search for, you know, to to make his life more comfortable has an effect on the environment. It always has. And Mother Nature doesn't like it too much. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah. At all. Uh, so it, it'll it'll be interesting. I. Uh, you know, when I started covering tornadoes in Oklahoma, the one thing, just kind of like floods, tornadoes come back to the same area. Uh, you know, there are places oh, in Oklahoma that was Oklahoma that where, you know, I once covered the the, the Catoosa, uh, uh tornado, which was a famous t- tornado in Tulsa, in the, mm-hmm. I think in the early 90s. And then the Oklahoma City, it was the only other L5 uh, tornado in Oklahoma City where, uh, that that you know lambasted a, a a middle school. I think it's a primary school. And then the one in Kentucky is the second one. So I guess yeah. Oklahoma was the first one. Yeah, it and was. You were so part of that. Yeah. So and and I've seen the results of of those tornadoes. And interesting, you know, we used to think in the spring that's when we had to watch out for tornadoes, but now we're seeing more and more where tornadoes are coming through 
uh, Arkansas and through the Midwest, you know, you didn't see a lot of Midwest tornadoes. You saw them in Oklahoma. You saw them in Texas. And you occasionally get one in, in Arkansas, but every year we're getting them in Arkansas now. So it's a, I do think, uh, uh, and then you talk about the hurricane season. Uh, you're, you're getting more and more severe hurricanes and how it's impacting people. So I do think, you know, that climate change is going to be an issue for anyone to ignore that climate, uh, that that our impact on on the environment is minimal. That's that's just, you know, you, you're crazy not to think that what we do don't impact, you know, the surroundings that we live in. Right, and also to even, you know, if if it's if it's going before the legislation that you know to fight a bill or to fight funding to get more research done. Uh, to try to, to, to come up with solutions. And like you said, you got oil spills that need cleanup right now with, with Kentucky. There's, you know, I know there's a lot of money that's, that's going to have to go to put that city back together again. And that's going to take time and a lot of money because it's, it's, a, it's severe damage. And, you know, you know, there are some things that are changing. I don't want to say that everything is all depressing news. Sure. Uh, we know now that most of the coal plants in the United States, dirty, stinking coal that caused a lot of pollution. Most of those plants are shutting down. Uh, West Virginia, that's why Joe Manchin, the Senator Joe Manchin, is upset uh, about climate change. He doesn't want to support climate change because he knows that it will cause West Virginia, which is the largest mm-hmm. coal mining uh, state in the union, sure. that that business would affect his state. Sure. Uh, and there's other states that their coal, Arkansas, was once... Uh, 75% of its energy, its electricity came from coal. Mm -hmm. Now that mix is changing. We get natural gas, which is still a fossil fuel. But we're also... cars. Yeah, but but we're also getting solar energy, wind energy. There's a big uh, solar plant down in Camden. There's wind plants down in southern Arkansas. Uh, So we are seeing the... Tax breaks for getting solar panels on your home. So we're seeing that number, and there was a big bill in Arkansas legislature that was passed to increase uh, uh, solar panels and solar use Mm -hmm. in the in municipalities and and then, like you said, in residential and at the commercial level. So in Arkansas and other states, you're seeing that number, that number of fossil fuel use in the United States come down and the number of renewable energy sources starting to increase. And that it ranges from uh, uh, geothermal energy, uh, uh, then you have solar, you have wind, and but you also forget that there's dam-powered energy and other water-powered energy that is considered renewable. So, uh, and the other thing we don't we don't think about this in Arkansas, but a huge part of our energy in Arkansas, energy Arkansas, comes from that nuclear plant in Russellville, Arkansas. Oh yeah. So, uh, and, so and that's emanating a lot of pollutants it, as well. It, well, it 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 affects it in other ways. It doesn't uh, uh, generate the 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 uh, uh, carbon emissions that that uh, natural gas and and coal does, but it does affect us long terms in turn. Just think what happens if, uh, you know, you have an, uh, a nuclear accident. Mm-hmm. That's going to kill everything around uh, uh, in, in that area for years and years. So we don't know the impact of if there is ever, uh, we know the Three Mile Island incident. That's still, they're still cleaning up from that incident. You had the, the nuclear accident in in. In Japan, and they have basically closed off 
that area. And then we have Chernobyl in Russia, which is a whole region, and nothing is, uh, you know, having weird things, uh, people having cancer in that area. And and so, and, and we yeah, know. Because a lot of this nuclear stuff goes into our waters. Yeah, in waters and into our ground. It affects mm-hmm. everything. And yeah. it, it creates weird, uh, weird things that happen to the environment. So uh, we have to be, as as people, have to be better stewards of. And you, you uh, I, I love love how you talk about that mm-hmm. how we can do little things uh like recycling and and doing things that are more environmentally sensitive and being aware really, yeah. of our surroundings and and engaging in behavior uh that is uh that respects mm-hmm. the places that we live absolutely and i think that's a, a key point is again i think uh, kenya talked about this um, last week about being engaging mm-hmm. uh, because if we depend on other people to take care of us then what they consider taking care of may not be <laughs> what you think what we think it is taking care of us so we have to be a part of the process we have to educate ourselves and especially as far as the environment is concerned because it will affect us dramatically and it will affect our children especially in their children's children yes so. And here locally uh, in BlackConsumerNews.com, uh, Wesley, we had uh, some interesting reports on Senator um, Joyce Elliott launching a new nonprofit organization that will focus on getting voters to the polls and fighting voter suppression. And so I'm really happy to hear about this initiative that she's that she started. Uh, we also have some national reports on inflation and how the Biden administration is um, backing a new investment fund. We're going to talk about that as well with CDFIs and MDIs. But let's talk about Joyce really quickly uh, with launching this new nonprofit that focuses on getting voters to the polls and no voter suppression. Well, we, you know, we've been reporting uh, for the last year on all the bills that were passed to make it uh, more difficult for for black people to vote. And we also seen how how uh, the redistricting at the congressional state and local is affecting us. Mm-hmm. And she has had a front row seat to that as a state senator, watching her colleagues pass those bills, more than 25 so-called voter suppression bills in the in the Arkansas legislature. Mm-hmm. She's tried to fight those bills. She's spoken out, been a, uh, a vocal opponent of those bills. Uh, but as you know, the Democratic Party is in, in a minority. They can't even get a bill out of committee. And you have a supermajority of the GOP or the Republican Party that is passing those bills. Mm-hmm. So with her, uh, Joyce, at the end of 2020, Joyce term we in. She spent more than almost 20 years at the state capitol. As a as a legislator, but she's term limited. Uh, she spent part of her term in the in the, in the house, mm-hmm. and now she's uh, spending her last uh, uh, years in the in the Senate. And her term will end at the end of 2022. At the end of that term, so what she's going to do is continue to be an advocate. She won't be able to. She she didn't win her chance to 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 win to, to go to Congress. Mm-hmm. So she but she's. A signaling that she's going to keep fighting, keep doing, and this nonprofit would allow her to do that. Uh, nonprofit, I don't know if it's a 501c3 or 50c4. I think, I think it's very strategic. I think it's exactly uh, when we talk about 
what the problems are mm-hmm. uh, is definitely a solution. Uh, getting people registered to vote, talk about voting mm-hmm. before it's that time. I mm. mean, and so because um, we have voter registration, I know recently we had some um, some some things locally that we were voting on, and you know people really. If you've got voter registration and you're going to the polls the following week, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be ready to vote. Yeah. So it's better to go ahead and get prepared to vote because how long do you have in between the time that you register to vote and and you're and you're eligible to vote? vote? Well, it's depending on the election, but generally yeah. you've got a 30-day window. So when you register and then if you got a let's say you got an election in November, you want to be registered by October 1st. And I think this is a perfect uh, position for her. You know, being a senator, local senator here for 20 years. Well known. And, and, and very well known. And so people can ask her those important questions. My, my vote doesn't count. Well, she can explain why your vote does count. Mm-hmm. From the legislation perspective is what we all really need to hear. And so I commend her for... Well, and the thing about, about what she's doing mm-hmm. as a... I think she's doing it as a political action group, so she'll be able to raise money, okay. support political candidates that uh, that are running based, uh, that support voter suppression. She'll be able to do political advocacy. She'll be able to be the outspoken person mm-hmm. that she's always been. And the thing is, is that no one can say she doesn't know how it works. Yeah, exactly. She's been at the state capitol. She's yes. been on the front lines of this issue. And I think she's a perfect person to lead this charge to 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 push back against these voter suppression laws uh, that are not just in Arkansas, but in every in their affecting black communities, people, minority communities all across the United States. It's a, a plan attack. On our voting rights, and I and I think other legislators, uh, black legislators that are, that have retired or are, are in the political arena, re- really should join her and help in, in in those efforts because the more people out there creating that awareness toward what voting really is all about makes our vote even more powerful. Yeah, you know, you we're talking about this, and the legislature passed twenty five bills. How many legislators besides Joyce has come out? And really spoken out against it. There's a Fred Love has has talked a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, interesting, Fred is running for Joyce's seat yeah, as yes. senator, yeah, uh, yes. uh, uh, Democratic senator. So uh, he gave a really strong speech mm-hmm. in the legislature about the voter suppression and the redistricting. Uh, so he's kind of. Uh, hopefully will follow in her shoes to be the strong advocate in, in the Arkansas Senate. He was a House minority leader, mm-hmm. uh, so he had a strong position in the House. Now can he take that influence uh, to, and the, I have to give Fred credit for being able some to, in, in, in some moments, even when I didn't like it uh, and seeing things, he's been able to to reach across the aisle mm-hmm. and compromise with those that he may not agree with. And that's and all. You've said that many times about Fred. Yeah, and I think that's important uh, to, especially in this political climate when the Republicans dominate every single office, every the executive, the governor's office, the legislature, the local level, the, the courts. So you need to be able to reach out to your, sometimes to the to your enemy, to your opponents, to. To man, you know, come up hey, with compromise. Sounds, like, sounds like he might make a good speaker of the house. Somebody said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he left the house, so he's now he can be a good 
uh, Senate president now. Okay, go right, right, right. Take, 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 take it up a few levels, right? You're listening to KPF 88.3, the voice of the people. Uh, we're here with Black Consumer News, news that empowers. If you want to join our conversation as we talk about local and national headlines, if you have any comments or questions, you're welcome to give us a call here at 501-433-0088. That number again is 501-433-0088. Wes, uh, we mentioned earlier that the Southern Bank Corp announced earlier this week that it has received $237 million investment for the U- from the U.S. Treasury uh, to invest in local communities. So how uh, will um, these dollars impact us locally? Well, uh, it's interesting that Southern Bank Corp, its CEO is a uh, one of the few black top CEOs in the in Arkansas, uh, Darren Williams, and interestingly, uh, Darren was the first uh, elected House Speaker in the state of Arkansas, black elected, but he didn't get to get in the seat because that was the year uh, that the Republicans took over uh, the Arkansas House and Senate. But Darren is is not he's made that transition from the political as a legislature. He's an attorney by by background. And he's become a great executive to make uh, uh, Southern Bank Corps one of the uh, largest CDFIs in the country. Uh, his CDFI, which offices in Little Rock and Arkadelphia, has over two uh, uh, two billion in assets, and it's one of the largest CDFIs in in the country. Uh, he's uh, uh, been on panels not only with President Biden but with President Trump mm-hmm. and the U.S. Treasury last week announced that they're going to invest uh, uh, 237 million with Southern Bank Corps. Southern Bank Corps has received investments from not only uh, 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 the U.S. Treasury but also Bank of America. I think they also re- received some investment in the past from. Uh, 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 Cash App, the company that owns Cash App, mm-hmm, Square mm-hmm. Inc. So, okay, um, this money will come. CDFIs have to invest about twenty percent of their assets into Black and minority communities. Uh, I talked with Darren, and he said, uh, you know, they started the first first venture cap capital fund for Black businesses in Arkansas. Did it at the Black Founders Summit uh, that Benito Labazigua started uh, mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they talk about you know providing more mortgages and loans to black businesses. So we hopefully in the next few years we'll see some of those programs roll out and see the influence of of Southern Bank Corps in our community in Central Arkansas and across the state of Arkansas. And this is a part of the Biden's administration to invest mm-hmm. in CDFIs and MDIs, which are minority depository institutions. Institutions that can be either black-owned banks, Hispanic-owned, or Asian-owned. Uh, you know, just like there were a lot of black newspapers 20 or 30 years ago in the United States, there were a lot of black banks. Do you see any black banks? There's not one black bank in Arkansas. Right. Uh, you have CDFIs uh, like People Trust and Southern Bank Corp, but you don't have any black banks. And and, and so 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 so. You know, and someone listening out there, because that's a whole lot of money. So, um, if if um, Southern Bank Corp. Um, it says that they're eligible for this money, um, uh, the two hundred and thirty-five, two hundred and thirty-seven point five million dollars. Um, you know, 
through the, the Treasury Department uh, as emergency capital to invest in programs. So what does that mean when they say eligible? Is it, is it, is it a done deal or is it something that they're... Just like any deal, you have to sign... You have to sign on the dotted line. You have to negotiate how. What this means is that the U.S. Treasury will also get a part in Southern Bank Corps. Okay. They will have a say so in how Southern Bank Corps, because they're investing just like Bank of America. Okay. When they invested, they got what's called equity. You get a position or part ownership in that in that in that company. Just like when you go out and buy a stock. You, you put a certain amount of money in that, so, so you they, get equity in that business. Okay, so equity, but are they going to have a say on, you know, who they approve these dollars for, or is it Well, be I mean, uh, this money will come. They obviously wants the money, and I think they're going to complete this deal to get the money. But sure. then Southern Bank Corps will begin to do what it's always done, uh, you know. But this will allow it to do more, uh, to invest in more black-owned business, to invest in more in black uh, homes. Uh, you know, I, I would encourage people to, instead of uh, maybe banking with Bank of America or the larger bank, mm-hmm. or some of the banks around that haven't, that won't even Switch provide you a loan, go go check on Southern Bank or and see uh, see uh, what they would do. That you know, during the PPP, they gave more. Because of course, if you're banking with me, I'd look at you more favorably, right? Yeah, I mean, let's it, be strategic about this. Well, right? but 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 you know, there's some of the black white banks that you bank won't give you a loan. You know, they want your money, they want your deposit, but they won't. They don't want to invest in you. Yeah. And what you know, doing the PPP, uh, Southern Bank Corps did more PPP loans for black businesses than anyone in the state of Arkansas. So I think uh, they are, and Darren, as a black CEO, understands, and a black, the former House Speaker mm-hmm. of, of the Arkansas Legislature, understands what what black families are facing. In the, and I think he has a good idea in leading this organization uh, uh, to, uh, uh, I think he will have a broad impact in Arkansas. So will there be a plan put together um, a campaign, put together letting these small black businesses know that these funds are out there? Is there outreach within the community? How does this normally work, or do you do you know at all? Well, well you know, they, they sometimes contact people like me. We are the Daily Journal, uh, Daily Record is doing a, 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 a major story on this next week. So we, uh, we will be writing about it, but they also have, uh, you know, the... Uh, they have campaigns, the outreach. Uh, uh, you know, Carmel Neal used to be the president of their uh, CDFI, and they've just hired another young man out of Memphis who's who's going to be promoting those. And uh, so they 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 are building up, they're growing, and they have big plans for the state of Arkansas, and that includes. Uh, uh, encouraging black businesses and and working with black homeowners and and families to to help them become uh to build wealth and and let me just read something here in the press release um, by darren himself he says a historic investment calls for a historic level of impact and that's exactly what we intend to pursue said williams we were founded to be wealth builders for everyone and this investment will let us greatly expand that mission right that's very powerful Mm -hmm. Uh, wealth builders Mm -hmm. small businesses Mm -hmm. underserved communities building Mm -hmm. and so that's what we've been asking for and and 
voila, here yeah. it is. Yeah, and and this is not the only investment. We're going to see from the, the infrastructure bill and Build Back Better, the one thing that is specific in both those two bills that has never been done is both of those bills have specific every all of the, the appropriations uh, each have focus on on what we call and you don't still don't like the word minority and underserved communities. Still, uh, that means our communities and and because we are underserved, we don't get the capital that other communities give uh, get. So uh, all of this new infrastructure money. Uh, the EPA announced money last week. The U.S. Department of Transportation announced millions of dollars uh, that will be coming, flowing into Arkansas to build bridges, to build new airport runways, to build uh, uh, new water projects, to build uh, uh, to build electric charging stations in the state of Arkansas. So we're going they're going to be doing a lot to, uh, and a lot of this money uh, will be targeted to black communities. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be absolutely wonderful. And, and, and I'm just, you know, I'm elated about it, uh, though I'm hesitant to be excited about it as well, uh, because it, it almost sounds too good to be true. But I think the best thing for us uh, as a black community is to really know what this means for us and how do we ex access or have access, excuse well, me, to, I, and to I, these funds. And I think you remember, you remember when the PPP came out, and black people didn't know about it, and everybody was getting all this money over to one trillion was given out in, in paycheck protection funds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it is incumbent upon us, uh, people like myself, a uh, uh, publishers, news people, to educate people, to let people know that this money is flowing into to our communities. Like, like I said. Uh, uh, Arkansas will get four over four billion dollars of investment uh, from the infrastructure bills, and that's to build bridges. Uh, black contractors should be getting some of that business uh, to build uh, new bridges, new highways, uh, new uh, airports. Black businesses will get money to build new broad broadband infrastructure, new network. I guess we should be out there finding these 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 businesses and kind of tracking them. And following them and see if they're taking advantage. Well, because, well, know, well. Uh, people just don't well, know. Well, I, I think we talked about that last time. Mm -hmm. Arkansas doesn't have. Does the Black Chamber? Do we have a Black Chamber? Does the not. Does the Little Rock Chamber and other chambers advocate specifically for Black businesses? You know, and, but this bill also passed a minority, a business development agency that was created, and hopefully Arkansas will be able to get an agency that will help uh, push some of these monies into our communities because, uh, as you know, if if we don't get the funds, somebody's going to get the money and somebody's going to spend the money and it, it may not be us. Yeah, and, and, that's what I, and that's what I guess I was trying to say is making sure that we have a plan of action for our you know, black businesses or entrepreneurs that, 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 that have great ideas and business plans ready um, mm -hmm. for these dollars so they can get set up for wealth building, mm -hmm. um, not only for themselves, but, uh, you know, right in our own uh, black communities, because that's one of the one of the main things that we need in black communities. Um, education, economic development are like the, the number number one and two. You can't, you know, so so this is about economic development with this infrastructure monies. And so we need to know how 
we should structure ourselves or position ourselves even um, as black business owners to be able to segue into these funds uh, mm-hmm. seamlessly using your, your words again. Well, I, I do think you got people out there that are advocating for the same thing that you're asking. Uh, BCN does those those things. We we try to educate people about uh, just Absolutely. as we're talking about that. I think Benito Lozigua does a great job uh, with his uh, uh, summit that he's he started to the Black to, Founder Summit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got others, and and Darren has Darren Williams at at Southern Bancor spoken out on these very same issues that we're talking about, and and now it's interesting. Now he has money to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think those are, but I do think our legislators have to do a better job of educating and telling people when this CARES Act money and this American Rescue Plan money came into Arkansas, over two point eight billion, and 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 they were black white businesses were getting this money, they were getting access to these funds, and we were left out. Why didn't we know about this? Why weren't? Why didn't we get a seat at yeah, the and table? That's, and that's what I'm alluding to. Let's not let's, let's not get lost behind you know the eight ball, so to speak. However, again, like you said, Darren, he's been you know a, a legislator. He he's he's where the money is. He's seeing that he, intentionally. He's gonna. Uh, this is a part of you know wealth building and what he wants to do for the black community. And I don't <clears> think <throat> we've heard any voice like that with that magnitude of money. Uh, uh, behind them as well, so that's really good news. Yeah, that's just community. transformational. We're gonna. I, I believe that's gonna. Uh, and you know, I think uh, at a smaller level, uh, all of Washington is doing some great things with people trust. Uh, to people at the lower level, he's sure. hands on. He's intentional. He's getting involved. And, yeah, and, talking and, about Arlo, Arlo yeah, Washington. Yes, yes with uh-huh. people trusted, just a great advocate for her. He really and he's, 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 he's done it at the hands-on level, and he doesn't draw a lot of attention to himself like others. He just gets it done. And he's built a, a, a growing, I won't call it an empire yet, but it's a growing uh, a business operation where he's not only has a, has a barber school, he has a a quasi bank. He has a a CDFI. Right. Uh, and so this money won't apply to him. He, he won't be able to get any of these funds. But he he does have access to what's called from that same U.S. Treasury. Okay. The CDFI fund where he gets funds annually uh, to go out and do things. Uh, uh, more. I think uh, only a few months ago he got uh, from this round of CDFI funds for 2020. He got over a million dollars. So. Uh, he does get access to those funds, and he's been using it uh, uh, very well uh, to help uh, our communities. He provides microloans to, to black businesses and, and to help those businesses just get started. Yes, he does. And his barber school. And he not ha- based on your credit score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he does some very innovative things mm-hmm. uh, that you, you can't go to your regular bank and 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 uh, but he is willing to, to as you said uh, things that are out of the box to to help black owned businesses and and entrepreneurs uh, absolutely and now when you talk about the the the, the mdis let's talk a little bit about that as okay. well um and i think you mentioned you know having a um a um a black chamber with with help with funding and that sort of thing. So, um, is it? So, what I'm hearing, like you said, if we don't have that in place at 
at this particular time, it's really just about keeping yourself informed, going to Black Consumer News, looking at the daily record, reading up on the information to keep yourself informed because things are just not going to drop yeah, in our yeah. laps. Well, for instance, uh, if it doesn't come through a Black Chamber, mm-hmm. those funds don't come through uh, in a, a minority. We don't have a, a minority business development agency in Arkansas. We don't have a Black Chamber. We have a CDFI. We don't have black-owned banks. So where is that money going to come through? Uh, during the CARES Act, some of that money came on came through the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. So we have to know where that those funds that are intended for us, where are those monies, are, what a federal agency, what state agency are they going to come through? Uh, uh, having the knowledge to understand how uh, federal government works. And if you don't know the answer, Find a legislator. Find someone who knows that answer. Get involved uh, and With and your educate own. yourself. Yeah. Become a uh, become an expert on these things. Uh, 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 learn. Uh, you know. Uh, sometimes it only involves for for if you've got a nonprofit or business, learning how to write a proposal, business plan, or 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 uh, uh, writing a grant proposal. So uh, mm-hmm. that's how you access those monies. And, and being able to do something right, uh, you know, filling out that application for a loan, even if you don't uh, uh, get that loan, get the process understand the process and learn how learn how to to separate your business where your personal credit score won't affect your business. And, and also with businesses, they don't all have to be necessarily brick and mortar businesses. No, they I mean, don't. Because with technology, mm-hmm. you know, you can have drop shipping and, mm-hmm. and, and different ways of you know, yeah, I mean, products and, out. And with all these monies coming, there are going to be great opportunities for for entrepreneurs to start new things. I, uh, uh, I think with climate change and electric cars, there's going to be opportunities for us to do things in our communities. Uh, so like you mentioned, the solar panels on homes. We need to be involved in that process, uh, and because uh, 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 sometimes when we want those things, we have to go outside our communities to uh, to get access to uh, you know to to solar panels or or uh, so. I think it's an incumbent that we start our own things. Absolutely, and and, and let's talk about Microsoft. Um, the trustee bank issued an RFP for the FDIC. Uh, backed investment fund for black-owned and minority-led <coughs> led banks. So that's another. Yeah, it's kind of part of the the FDIC is part of the Biden administration, is a federal agency, and they are starting an investment fund uh, to help uh, CDFIs, which mm-hmm. is Southern Bank Corps, mm-hmm. and MDIs, which are black-owned banks. There's Arkansas doesn't have the nearest black-owned bank in Arkansas. To Arkansas is in Memphis. I think there's one in Memphis, and then there's one in Houston. But there's very few. There's only like 28 black-owned banks in the country. But they are seeing a big influx of money in the country. And what if I got my CDFI, uh, mm-hmm. uh, my PPP loan, from a black-owned bank in Houston? Because, like you said, I could do that online. I didn't have to go into the bank. Uh, so I encourage, uh, you know, just like people who've never been into a Bank of America, but they bank with Bank of America. Mm-hmm. You can do that with a black-owned bank. You can do that with a black bank, and they have the same uh, uh, same loan procs. And here's the, here's, the, the, here's the kicker. That black-owned bank 
will be able to work with you. Let's say you can't get a, a mortgage at a good interest rate uh, at Bank of America. Try going to a black uh, a black-owned bank and see if they will offer you. Open up a bank account, a checking account with a black-owned bank. And the great thing about any one of those processes is you're going to find out what's needed, what mm. you don't have, and how do you act access what you need mm-hmm. because if you don't try you'll never know hey you listen to kbf 88.3 the voice of the people black consumer news news that empowers my name is angel bird i'm your host and i'm here with our co-host wesley brown and we are talking about all the infrastructure money money all around us as far as minority black people are concerned and getting access to it i mean mm-hmm. we need to know where it's at because that's that's our number one complaint in any foundation and really any that you do it's going to take funds and when you talk about economic development in the black community which we really really suffer from uh these funds are going to be yeah and the, the biggest it, our, 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 uh, yeah, the biggest building. issue with all black owned businesses is one thing access to capital yeah what is capital cash money to get started uh, what is that Just song? Break it on down, West. What, Just what, what, break it on down. What is that? What is the fun of love of money? Got to have it. I really need. That's what a business need. Yes. I, it <laughs> got to have money to get started. Uh, just like uh, Bank of America, just like Chase Manhattan, just like Boeing, they need. They have access to capital to banks that provide them cash to keep their business operations when they need cash. If they don't have if they want to go out and buy another business, if Boeing wants to go out and buy a business half its size that costs $50 million, well, they can't just sometimes go into their pocket and pull out that money. They got to go to a bank, say, we need $50 million. Okay, Bank of America, we'll give you... Understanding the process. Uh, well, we'll give you $50 billion if you, get, uh, if you, you know, pay us 2 or 3% interest oh. on that money. They go out and they buy another company, and in a few years, they make enough money to pay that... That fifty billion off in a in a few weeks or so. Well, Wesley, thank you so much for breaking that down. You always break down the, the, the money. <laughs> Wes knows about the money. Speaking of money, let's talk about some predictions uh, for next year. Okay. Twenty twenty two. What you gonna do? Uh. Well, so what are you asking me? Asking me what are my big predictions for twenty twenty two? Yes. Uh. Well. You know, the big news in 2021, of course, has been, of course, President Biden uh, and, of course, uh, COVID-19 has always been the headlines for the last year. I think COVID will kind of start it fading a little bit. It's still going to be a big story. But I think the economy and inflation is going to be how uh, uh, what's going to happen to the issue of inflation. And and what I mean by that. Mm Generally, one way that that you you quell inflation and slow inflation down sure. is that the Federal Reserve will come together and they'll raise interest rates. What does that mean? Yes. What impact would that have? That will affect the housing market is hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but if if what if housing? I can go to the bank if I have good credit and want to take out a mortgage. I can get. Uh, Interest rate, uh, you know, under three percent right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you but, think that's going to rise? Uh, it's going to rise, and you're going to see that. So what you're going to have is fewer people buying homes. It slow down the housing market, and that will have a broad effect on 
Uh, so it has an impact of slowing down the economy. Uh, but sometimes they, it's what the Federal Reserve calls a soft landing. You want you don't want the economy to grow too fast. You bring it in for like an airplane. You bring it in for a soft landing instead of a crash landing. Sure. Uh, because that's sometimes what happened with inflation. You just rush off and and then the economy will run into a recession. We don't want that or right. or a crash. Yeah. Uh, bringing those interest rates up too high too quick. Yeah, so, so well, you're going to raise interest rates, and that will start slowing down the economy, slowing down. I'm not going to be as quick to spend money if, if, if that bank is charging me a higher interest rate on what I'm spending, whether it's a bank loan, whether it's a car loan, whether it's a house loan. Uh, that costs me more money over the period of time that I'm borrowing that money. Mm-hmm. So that's going to slow things down. How will that impact the economy? It will slow down the cost of things. Mm-hmm. That will cause inflation to slow. But here's the thing. Do it's good on one end. I'm paying more for things like uh, uh, food, food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Is that would you rather pay more for that or maybe more for a house? I think I'd rather pay more for a candy bar than I would for a house. <laughs> Uh, so, so it's oh, gosh, so the rates may still stay down a little uh, bit. You think? Well, I, I, no, I think they're gonna raise interest think, rates. Okay, think gonna raise. I think the Fed is because people are so overly concerned about inflation that that the so poli- then you think the food and gas and all that's gonna go down, or is that gonna stay? Down well, well? I, I, once you raise interest rate, generally prices oh. come down or slow okay. down. Okay. Uh, and, but but right now inflation is is growing at at an annual rate of about seven percent. You don't get a you know when you go to the to the at the end of the year and your boss come to you and say we're going to give you a cola cost of of living adjustment in your race. Mm-hmm. Generally, cost of living is at the same rate of inflation. I guarantee you, no employer is going to give you a seven percent just not based on performance, but just because of inflation. Generally, employers will give you a one or two percent, a one or two percent raise on inflation uh, because of your business. Uh, But it's very rare. uh, um, No employer is going to give us a seven percent raise because inflation. That's how fast inflation is growing right now. Uh, So, you know, if the Fed's raise interest rate, raise interest rates, it's going to have a broad effect on slowing down inflation, but uh, it, it will impact other areas like mortgages and other things. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you listen to KBF 88.3, the voice of the people. We're here at Black Consumer News, news that empowers. I hope you're feeling empowered today. Uh, we're going to take a moment to switch here gears a little bit and talk to our guest, uh, Miss Pamela Reed. Uh, she's in the studio with us. Pamela, good morning. Good morning, Angel. Thanks How so are much you? for having me. I'm yeah, you're I'm welcome. Uh, Pam is with the ASBDC. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, yeah. A-S-B-T-D-C. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, tell us what that means. It's the Arkansas Small Business and Technology okay. Development. You, okay. you have to do that a lot, don't I you? I do, yeah, and, you and do. so we just make a joke out of it now. Mm-hmm. Like, even the people that work for the organization, sometimes we chop it and screw it and make it something else. So. <laughs> that's the longest acronym I've ever seen. Well, no, 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 that's not the longest <laughs> one, but it's pretty long. <laughs> it's really long. So tell us about what you're doing over here at the um, at the ASBT. 
DC. <laughs> what you doing at the business center? Because <laughs> that's that's a lot that's going so on. So really, mm-hmm. what it is is we're the Arkansas Small Business Development Center, and okay. there are small business de- development centers throughout the nation. Mm-hmm. And so most of them are on college campuses. So there's a partnership between the college campus and the SBDCs of America. Okay. And so what we do is try to have a positive impact on economic development by helping small business owners to become successful. And we do that by offering training, uh, one-on-one confidential market research, and um, also consulting, which includes the market research piece. Mm -hmm. And what people um, have to remember about what we do is that most of that is out of no out-of-pocket cost. Mm-hmm. And so they can come and take advantage of it as a small business owner. And so the designation as a small business owner can vary, you know, a little bit here or there based on the industry that a person is in. But <coughs> definitely, if you've got less than 400 people employed, you are a small business owner. Well, and, and this is a great um, tie-in to exactly what we were talking about as far as all the, the monies, uh, uh, building back better, infrastructure money, um, we talked about Darren's money yeah. that you 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 were talking about the other night. We yes. had a conversation about, and, and right. so and then maybe culminating that with a small business with, with with you, you know, coming in making sure you got all your ducks in a row. So when you go for those loans, hmm. um, they'll for be ready for that. Fact, mm-hmm. You know, most of the clients that we work with, uh, we are able to help them to research their business, obviously. But that market research piece gives everybody a little bit more confidence in the decision that you're making so when you get ready to create a loan package yes. and go to a bank we can also help with that loan package creation so now wow. you've got the numbers that say hey here's what the market looks like this is how I know I'm gonna make money I can have confidence in the plan that I have now bank you know I want you to have some confidence too and so yes. a lot of clients that we work with uh, especially the bank our banking partners they love to see clients who work with us because it gives them that extra reassurance that we're good yeah. Oh, yeah, and the, and the, and and then you're setting them up for success. Definitely. And you're and you're dotting the eyes and crossing the t's before they get there. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about that as well. Because a lot of times people get in there and it's like, well, uh, they have no idea what they're doing as far as small business is concerned. And so go ahead, take that leap and get in there and try to figure it out. But. Why do that if we have a service, uh, a program like like, Expert That Know It? Well, and and, you know, I always tell, you know, my coworkers and other people that I talk to, everything that, you know, when we're trying to help small business owners be successful, we're not always um, giving advice to the loan because we know some small businesses are going to bootstrap. Some small businesses are going to take their savings or their 401k and uh, start a business. But what we're saying is, mm-hmm. is place a certain value on your money and your time. Mm-hmm. And if you start really, really, and your intellectual property for that matter, mm-hmm. but if you start placing a value on it, you're going to start looking for ways to be efficient. And the ASBTDC, we're, we're you know, we may not know everything, but we know somebody who knows, and we can help you to kind of close the gap and be a whole lot more efficient with the resources that you have. That's the goal. 
Absolutely. And if someone wanted to get in contact with you, Pam, how would they be able to do that? Um, they can go to, uh, they can call us at 1 800 842 6040, 846, I'm sorry, 1 800 846 2040, or they can go to org, And on our website, they can find out the training events that we have coming up and also uh, register as a client if they'd like to at that point. And, and you need to be on her email distribution <laughs> list because she has the goods. <laughs> she has information that you need to know. Absolutely. I think especially for, for uh, black businesses that are looking for capital, looking uh, for information, good, great information and and. Uh, 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 they have a, a, a do. She does a great job of that. Uh, I, we're going to. I know we were pushed for time. Yeah. We got to have you back. Uh, we want to talk about diversity and inclusion and that whole movement. We have a lot of things we want to talk to you about. So. Absolutely. I just want to add, add one more question before we get off of here on the on the training. Is that a set time for training? And then when when is your next training? So we do have some uh, scheduled training that you can go to asbtdc.org slash events to um, find out about. But you can also go to our YouTube channel. Just go to uh, YouTube and put in ASBTDC. And there are uh, pieces and groups of training that you can kind of take advantage of if you just want to get started on a self, from a self-paced standpoint. Hey, listen, that was the quickest, greatest five minutes of information ever. I tell you what, we want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to Black Consumer News. We want to wish you a great holiday with your family. And uh, we'll be back here next year, I think it is, maybe. (laughs) But uh, we appreciate you being here with us today. And Pam, thank you so much for coming on. And we will get get you back in January for sure. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. Peace and love.